Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. The countdown to the AFLW Draft has reached just one more day. Alex Miller, it's on Wednesday night, tomorrow night as we speak. It's going to be a huge draft, lots of picks to be taken and four lists that need to be finished out and a big few picks to start off with them. Oh, yes, it's very exciting, Kat, to see some of these lists come together and finally structure up. So uh, I tell you what, as you said, with the expansion clubs, what a big opportunity and a massive night for every young lady that is going to get drafted. It's very exciting, very exciting indeed. Definitely. Alex Doherty, as always, every year, some serious talent we've been looking at and dissecting over the past few months. All the media outlets have been trying to figure out who's going where, who do they want, who's the best but I like to think we've nailed down a fairly comprehensive list within this group now. Yeah, we certainly have, Kat. And um, I reckon we've, especially us three, we've all sort of banded together and we've all sort of identified, you know, as well as the news as well with uh, with the Sydney selections as well with um, with uh, Montana Ham and Sophia Hurley nominated for New South Wales. It's almost a lock that Ham will go number one um, and Hurley will probably follow straight after that. But it's a big night for the, for the draft and a big first round as well because there's about 30-odd picks they've got to make. Yeah, there are 36 picks currently in the first round, <laughs> um, which is just ludicrous. But, yeah, with, with four new teams coming in, it was always going to happen. And those first 13 picks are all expansion selections. So just Sydney, Hawthorne, Essendon and Port Adelaide. Um, and I think we wanted to take a look at maybe those first expansion picks and a few after that because especially in the Victorian pool, it gets very interesting with Essendon and Hawthorne having the first six Victorian selections. So a few teams are going to have um, a little bit of thoughts to have over the next couple of days uh, as to who they might get. But we'll start with pick one, boys. Uh, the Sydney Swans have got that. And there's not a doubt in any of our minds, I think, that that is going to be Montana Ham, given that she's already nominated New South Wales and she's clearly one of the top midfield prospects in this draft off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think looking back at it, you think she's the best Victorian to come out of this year's draft. And and it's not hard to see why. She's already such a big, strong, powerful unit of a player. And the fact that she's averaged so she's had such strong numbers over the last, not even not even like this past season, but last few years in general. Like the fact that she can average, you know, about 20 plus every week. You know, she's tall. She provides a good marking option in general play. Her, her tackling's already uh, outstanding as well. And I think in terms of inside powerful midfielders go, she's probably one of the best. She's one of the best of the bunch. Yeah, that's it. Four years with the Jets as well. So she's been developing in that mm. system for quite a long time, which clearly gives her that consistency in her game. Uh, it scares me, Miller. 179 centimetres. Uh, some of the rucks in this draft pool are barely that tall. I was about to say, Kat, very, very tall for a midfielder. But as Doc mentioned, we've seen her skills really develop massively. And I think that the biggest thing that is going to be great for Sydney is that you get an instant ball winner in the middle. And I think when you think of players that she'd like, well, Jazzy Gardner springs to mind, boys, really. Sarah Ooh. Black had a similar comparison in her uh, ranking, so I think that yeah, she's going to be a great player. And oh, is she the best player in the draft, though? Do you think talent wise? No, there is there is a player coming out of WA Miller by the name of Ella Roberts, and I already hear the Eagles contingent already hailing her as the Messiah of uh, of West Coast. So you know, there's a lot 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 of lot of big a uh, lot of pressure to back that up. But mm. I, I, there's no doubt Montana Ham is 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 one of the top three prospects in the in the draft. She's the best Victorian prospect in in the pool. Yeah. Um, and we've already and I think she she'll we we talked about it last week, Cat. You know, uh, us three talking about what Sydney need. You know, heading into the draft is basically star midfielders because they didn't really sign anybody. You know, who has that star factor and. Mm. Ham has that star factor. Yeah, she's going to grow into it 100%. She's got a good little group around her there that I think will help her develop into a, a fantastic player. So yeah. no doubt, yeah, she's going to go pick one for mine. Pick two is where it starts to get interesting, though. Um, Miller, I know you're high on one girl heading to Hawthorne with pick two here. Very uh, prestigious name as well. Yes, uh, Fleming, i tell you what. This is a very good... You think this is a lock. I think that it's going to be a great pick for them. Oakley Chargers girl, Cat, obviously. And I think that what stands out to me is her ball use. And that's what's going to really be good for a new expansion team like Hawthorne is having somebody that can be, you know, clean and creative. And I think that 
you know, Flemings going to deliver that. I, it'd be interesting to see as well if she, um, you know, plays any time up forward, Cat. I think it'd be interesting to see what Hawthorne do in terms of a blend, um, mm. if they do that or not. Or what do you think? Do you think she'll play just mostly midfield? Yeah, I think she's got the um, reading her her draft notes and things like that. She's definitely got the the prospects to play up forward. Bit of a, a smaller um, midfielder compared to someone like Ham, who's one hundred seventy nine. She's one hundred sixty five, so more of the the small resting up there. Um, but will be really good in those forward clearances as well. She's yeah, a really strong clearance point. player. Um, you know, averaged five point five in the the under eighteen championships, which is nothing to scoff at against the best of the best mids in the country. So. Um, yeah, she'd be a great selection for them. I'd be surprised. Do, do you think there's anyone else they could take with this pick, Doc? Because obviously we know there's a bunch of strong girls in the Victorian pool, but is it Fleming or Bust here? Uh, the only other player I can, you can really think of that might fall here is um, is Amber Clark. Um, but I, but I, I agree with what you two gentlemen have said. I think Fleming's probably the best, like with Montana Ham now going to Sydney, mm. I think Fleming is the best Victorian prospect available here. And, it's it's not hard to say why you mentioned it, you mentioned her clearance numbers before cat five and a half you know per game in the championships, and the way the way that she plays the game the way that she's able to run out of stoppages and burst away it sort of reminds me of Mon Conti in in a sense when yeah mm. she yeah she gets the first, yeah, she gets the um the opening clearance and then follows up her work and, and gets another couple of touches on the back of that so she she and we all know how good she is I think Fleming is just as it could be just as good you know very athletic very quick mm. off the mark and and already knows how to knows how to knows the spots where to run and, and her iq exceptional as well so look it, i wouldn't be shocked if they take fleming but clark will probably be another one to consider she's got yeah. great poise as well fleming oh well i think there's something that's underrated for someone her age so i think that I tell you what, coming into the Beck Goddard system, cat, it's the type of player mm. that she would love to have in, and I think that will work really well with the coach and with the rest of the list. So I, I think that, oh, look, I agree. There's definitely, you know, a little bit of chatters about Amber Clark, but I'd say Fleming's got got to be number two, got to be. Yeah, she'll be a great little partnership with Tilly Lucas Ron in there, I think, as well. Great player to learn off. Uh, Port mm. Adelaide coming in with pick three. Another one that there's no doubt here, Doc. It's got to be Hannah Ewings, doesn't it? She's the top. SA talent for a reason. Port are not going to let her slip by. Nah, hundred percent, cat. I think the um, I think the South Australian talent pool is actually quite strong this year. So, but no, nobody's better than Hannah Hewings here. I think both her ability to impact as a midfielder and as a forward this year has been just absolutely outstanding. As a midfielder, she's you know quite composed and she's quite quite. Exceptional with her reading the play out of stoppage. She averaged average four point two clearances in the um the Sanford women's competition this year, which you know in, his, in as a seventeen year old she's taken the piss in a, in a seniors <laughs> comp. So it, it's absolutely outstanding numbers, and as well twelve goals in ten games. So it's over over a goal per game uh, this year for um for North for North Adelaide. So Miller, I, I think it's also it's also ridiculous to imagine that she lost out of South Australia's MVP in yeah. the, in the 2023 uh, in in the uh, championships to next year's uh what's seemingly going to be the uh, the number one South Australian prospect in Shania Goody. Mm. well she'd been stitched up I reckon <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you what um, Miller we talked about comparisons just a bit before with Fleming but uh, I've heard Anne Hatchard as the comparison yeah. uh, to Ewings which is uh very very juicy for Port. Well, it's a great call as well, Cap, because I think the one thing that Doc said as well there is that she's a noted ball winner. She can get it in tight and she's prepared to, you know, I think when you look at players as well in this draft that have a great forward midfield blend, I tell you what, I think that Ewings would be the best in my opinion. I think that she's, as you said, Doc, she, she's kicked enough goals this year to show that she, she'll easily have a job down forward at some point for Port um, during the season. So, look, I think that, as you said, though, there's lots of other good picks in the in the South Australian pool, but this one has to be the best. And I tell you what, Port's list, cat with this selection, be looking very, very juicy. I think yeah. that I'd be almost finalised with with a selection like this. They've obviously got other picks, but I tell you what, it must be nice to be living in that luxury luxury seat. <laughs> I think uh, it definitely makes their midfield really strong. Yeah. I do, do want to see them look at a couple of defenders still later on, but uh, absolutely, it's a great first pick for them. This is a really interesting one, though, boys. The Bombers enter the draft at pick four, second Victorian selection. 
Before we go, any, oh, yes. Yeah, I was, was going to say before we go any further, I want to hear from you first, Cat, about this pick. <laughs> what, what, what do you do? You, you, you know, you're, you're. We're going to put you in the in the recruiter seat. You're the man. You are not Asian Dodoro, but <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> you mean, yeah. What's your mind, Cat? I, I, I like I like to think Cat has a few more brain cells than Adrian Dodoro. But uh, well, I think uh, you look at this selection here, and there's a few. Obviously, with what we've gone so far, Ham is off the board. Fleming is off the board. Um, so. What you look at now is the players that are still available. You've got Amber Clark still sticking around. Doc said 50-50, maybe go to Hawthorne, but it's looking more likely Fleming. Uh, I think if Fleming is available, you probably take her if the Hawks go for Clark. Hmm. If not, I really want to see Mackenzie Erdley drafted to the Bombers. Uh, she's the top Victorian key position talent um, in this draft, and I said it over and over again that the Bombers needed another key defender or possibly even a ruck, which she's been known to play as well. Um, I think she'd be the perfect addition to the Don's backline, really complete it. Uh, like I said before, Danny Marshall is a great option to have in the first year, but she's not a long-term option. Uh, Erdley is going to be that in there alongside the likes of Barton and Elise Gamble. So I think she's the one that the, the Don's have got to go for because I don't know if she's going to be available again after Hawthorne have another pick because I think if Hawthorne have her available at pick six doc there's nothing stopping them from taking her there yeah well that, that's why i've asked because it's a very good dile- it, well, i'd say i'd say the good dilemmas i have because you've got as you said at least the best key position player in the in in this year's draft uh, in, in terms of being able to play both back and forward but her last 12 months she's spent a lot more time as a key defender but the thing and and i think you know she'd be a, she'd be a great pillar going forward for the next 10 to 12 years but on the same token as well, you'd have you have a, a player in Amber Clark, who's I think a, already a proven player and and someone who's she she took out the NAB League best and fairest. She's a you know a, a, ma- a massive a massive impact per possessions player for mm. mine. And and considering the fact that oh look you've got Prisparkus, you've got you know you've got quite a few players that, that are already able to run through the midfield and do damage. I'm, 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 I am leaning more towards the fact that I think you should take Erdley ahead of Clark. And- I think as well, looking at Clark's sort of skill set, uh, she's mm. moved forward a lot in the past year. And I think looking at the, the team that's been put together for the Bombers, the forward line is the part that needs to be touched the least at the moment. So I'm leaning more towards a player who can be a key defender for the future. Well, that was the big point you made, Kat, when we, we talked last week, is that your uh, area of concern was building key defender stocks and I think yeah early is easily the best in the draft and I don't think I think her one-on-one work is considerably underrated I think that obviously she's a great defender in general but I think can go very under the radar particularly in um, new players coming through the AFLW draft system Mm. is defenders that can win one-on-ones cat consistently is something that you know, it's not going to translate straight away because you go up against someone like Aaron Phillips, you you might not be, you know, but it might not be the best chance in the world. But you learn, and the fact that she's already got a baseline and a really strong skill on that is something that I think the Dons, it's a no brainer. I think they've got to take her because, as you said, with Amber Clark, she can be forward mid and she's a great player, but does she fit exactly what his team needs? And if you pass mm. up fourth on it at six, we'll definitely take early, I think. Yeah, some more intangible stuff as well, boys. Her combine testing was really strong. She mm. did well in the in the sprints and everything, which is great for a key position player. Yeah. Um, and as well, she was the co-captain of the Sting Race too. So I really like bringing in young players with um, proven leadership already into a new squad. I think that just nudges her over the line for mine, uh, and I really, really want to see her in this team. Yeah, she's a very good aerialist cat, named, named fullback in the um, the Nationals All-Australian all te- team this year and averaged 3.3 marks and and four point, and over four rebounds per game for um, for the Stingrays this year in the NAB League. So not only is she a good aerialist, but she's also a great runner and a great athletic sort of player and can sort of use her in a number of roles, really. So, you know, you, you could even play her probably straight away and allow, you know, Marshall yeah. and Gamble to sort of... Maintain the uh, maintain the key position posts and, and and let Erdley sort of learn from that. I am all for that one, boys. <laughs> Pick five. The Swans are back in. As we said, they've got a few girls that have nominated New South Wales, so they'll be looking at them here. Uh, do you think it's a Hurley in at this pick, Doc? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I think her, I think Hurley is because you look at the um the available talents. I mean, you got you got Goldsworthy that's that's nominated for New South Wales. You got Flair Davis that's nominated nominated from New South Wales as well. 
So, and I think there was, I think there was a Tasmanian prospect as well. Uh, I can't remember, I can't remember the name now. Uh, I think it was, oh, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll get that back on that. We'll, we'll get, we'll get, I'll, I'll get the name, I'll get the name shortly. But I think, I think in terms of what the Swans need, I think they, they need some, they need some good midfielders in that team. And Sophia Hurley, probably the, probably the next best midfielder in coming out of South Australia, uh, coming out of Victoria. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think when, when you look at Sophia Hurley, I think she's a, not only she, I think she's a great balanced midfielder. Um, in terms, of, and I say balance in terms of like she, she's able to win the footy, able to do one on ones, you know, outside run, but also a great tack, but also a great tackler and a great and a great pressure player. So I was going to say, looking at her stats here, Miller ten point nine tackles she averaged in the NAB wow. league, which is I think the best in this draft pool of all the top midfielders. I mean, you'd say so with those type of numbers, Cat, and I, I think that. The pressure that she can bring is something that would be oh, – you want that in any team. So yeah. I think that, you know, what excites me as well is that she her upside. She's got massive, massive potential to get better in every area because she's already um, really good at lots of things. So I, I would say that she's got to be a great pick there, I think. Yeah, I think adding that defensively-minded midfielder mm. as well, Doc, when you've got someone like Hamin who's obviously such an attacking presence – that's great for their midfield prospects in the future. Yeah, absolutely, and and we've already spoken about Ham being a, like a terrific inside, like a, like a real pure inside midfielder, and you know very strong with her body. But yeah, but the thing with Hurley is she can sort of play you know different different angles. Like she, she's already a much better tackler, and we've already highlighted her averages. And the fact that she could also go forward and kick goals as well. I think yeah. she I think she kicked four goals for for Sandy this year. Um, so the fact that she can, she can probably play a couple more, a couple more additional roles. It, it'd be a little bit more enticing for, for the Swans to, uh, to pick her alongside ham. And, and honestly, I, I, you see these two together in the next three to four years, you know, it, it's a very juicy midfield. That's yeah, a great those, call. Those two with Collier. That's great. Yeah. That's a great call about the defensive work because then you've got someone off the back of the stoppage is working hard and I think then that, that can allow opportunities for the wingers to run the other way as well offensively. So, yeah. you know, when you think of that, you think of if you look at the men's game, somebody like George Hewitt, Cat, that type of role. So I think that, um, yeah, she'd be a great pick, Sophia, for, for the Swans. And again, I'll tell you what, as, as you lined up as well there, Cat, it just rounds out this ever-building midfield. So mm. I think, I'll tell you what, the Swans... With their draft hand boys, it's going to be very, very juicy. If they take both those projected selections, as we've said here, then I tell you what, what, what can they do wrong? <laughs> no, you're right, mate. They're looking very good off the back of this. Pick six, Hawthorne are back in. Uh, and obviously we talked about the potential of them taking Clark before, but if the Bombers opt for early dock, uh, the Hawks can end up with Fleming and Clark here, which I think that's a very, very powerful duo right there. Yeah, absolutely, and and if it, if it is what we were expecting, and and the bombers take early, then Clark is the no brainer because she's put, well, not only is she the next best Victorian prospect, but as I've said before, she's a great impact per possessions player, and you know the the averages here don't sort of you know it you know there, there are better averages in the competition. You know she averaged seventeen and a half disposals, four four and a half inside fifties, two two point seven marks, two point six tackles, but she's also kicked eighteen goals for ten matches. So that's all. That's nearly two goals per game, mm. and, and the fact that she, and the fact that she took out the um, the NAB League best and fairest as well, um, uh, it just speaks so much about the the quality of this player. And and another another little quirky statistic here for you, gentlemen. Um, in in her ten games, she polled three votes in six of them. So Jeez. so this is this is a serious player, and and it's. Quite, it's quite amazing that here we are. Like here we are. We're all talking about it, and you know, Clark's the probably the well, probably the fifth Victorian selected in in the from from our from our point of view anyway. Hmm. Well, they so, look hit, hit well. Do you think, Cat, or do you reckon they could get her later? Probably. I think looking at the picks, Essendon only have one more before Hawthorne come in, and I'm not really sure who they'd be looking at out of who's left. Be, but um, I think is it Charlotte. Baskinson? 
Well, Baskerin uh, is Baskerin. 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 to Sydney Baskerin. as well, so she won't be available, unfortunately. Yeah, right. I think Hipwell's another one that it would be decent down there, another inside type. Um, but there's also a couple of other selections. If Hawthorne want to look for someone with a bit of pace, um, Riley Wilcox, I know you would have seen a bit of her doc during the VFLW season, has mm. built up a fair bit of traction uh, as a wing option to get drafted. So she might be looking in there as well. Um, I, I think, though, Clark has got to be the obvious one. Um, and I think looking at Hawthorne's forward line as well, they've got a couple of really strong tall options. I think she'll add at ground level really nicely. I think she might even end up as a a Dylan Moore type where she starts as a small forward and, and gets further, further up the ground. Um, the more she gets experience and until eventually becomes uh, a midfield option as well. So uh, I really like her going to Hawthorne. I think she suits what they need perfectly at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and I think you can start her at, uh, start her at forward because she's already a proven goal kicker and you can allow Fleming to sort of play in the midfield and work alongside the likes of Tilly Lucas rod and, and co. So that that's a very, you know, I think I, I think Hawthorne will, will, will have done away very, very well for themselves with, with what they've got so far. Yeah, absolutely. Port come back into it next, and I talked about the need for defenders, boys, and thankfully for them, there are two very highly rated defenders in the South Australian pool who they will have available at this pick. Uh, Sarah Goodwin and Keely Customan, Doc, both defensively-minded players. Uh, I think uh, Customan's more of a rebounding type, um, and Goodwin obviously has got a fair bit of pace on her, but... Uh, doesn't mind a bit of one-on-one work on the smaller forwards as well. Uh, I think either one of those two would be good selections here. They'll probably end up taking them both, given that Adelaide don't have a selection in the first round. I think that's great for their their backline if they can get both of those two, because that really adds a bit of spark down there. It cer- certainly does, Cat, uh, and I think we might have, we might have we might have touched on it last week about Port that they sort of very very thin with defenders, um, and with either. Goodwin or um or Customan, they they you know you can't you can't lose to be honest. I think Customan plays a little bit more has a bit more variety in terms of roles yeah. around the ground. I mean she's played a little bit of midfield, played a little bit of played a little bit of the back line as well. But I think Goodwin is the pure rebounding defender, and I, and I think you, you look at the, you look at their averages for the Sandville W this year. You know twenty two disposals, four four point seven rebound fifties, four point one inside fifties, four point three marks, and three point two tackles. You know, this this is a player that is like a like a very good two way defender, like in terms of being able to hit her targets and split games open with her foot skills, but also being able to push back and and cause spoils, causing set marks, and 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 cause stoppages and and be a real pest for the opposition <laughs> forward line. Yeah, hundred percent. I think those two would be fantastic for Port. Um, I don't know if they really look elsewhere. Uh, within this pool, Miller, there's a few other players that have sort of been um, talked about within the South Australian pool. Sachi Syme, I know if they want another midfielder in there, um, she's been really solid, contested, and, and lays the tackles as well. So uh, I don't know if they look at her as well to, to develop alongside Ewings in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they'll just go with the key defender. I think that I think Goodwin's a really good selection and a bit of a no-brainer in the respect that I think that she fits perfectly with what they need. But, yeah, there is other options. But as you said, the, with Adelaide's draft down, I think Porter in a great position where yep. they can almost have a luxury of saying, well, we can pretty much have who we like um, <laughs> in that regard. So, look, I think that Goodwin's going to be a, a really good player. And I think the one thing for her size as well at 168, I believe she's listed at, is her mobility. I think for, for a key key size that she can really move really well. So I really like the selection if Port take her there. Essendon back in at eight. I'm very interested what you think here, Doc. Uh, what are the Bombers going to go for with pick eight? Because still a number of Victorian selections here that are looking really nice. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, I, I think... I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if Baskerin's actually nominated New South Wales because Sarah Black has her going to Essendon here at pick eight, um, and and I honestly I think you look at you look at almost best available at this point because you've got your key defender in, in Erdley. You, I think you've almost set with a lot of other positions around the ground. So I think in terms of you're looking at you know what's available, what's on the draft board right now. I think you take Baskerin. I wouldn't also be surprised if they take. Uh, if if that if they if they go for a bit of a, a bit of a bolter and, and I think maybe Riley Wilcox 
um, in terms. I think the only issue that I have for that is that I think the Bombers' wing stocks are very, very solid, uh, and yeah. I, I would rather see a, a more of an inside type brought in as opposed to a winger. Uh, I think we didn't, we didn't really as discuss we as well, Miller, the yeah. possibility of the Hawks taking her at pick six, um, Baskaran, because she's obviously a great option and would leave the Bombers with the possibility of taking Amber Clark here. Yeah, I don't think she's nominated for the Sydney pool. Uh, the Ness, the New South Wales disgusting pool. I think she's um, going to be Victorian. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be big based. But um, look, the, I think, the, the Sydney Green Pool, hey? Yeah, oh God, I think Hipwell's an option there, Cat. I, I know you said you don't. Really You're high on her, mate. Yeah, I think that she's really good. I think that her work as a forward defensively is something that's underrated. And I, I know, as you said, the, the forward line is really well you know, set up. But I think that she could be a really versatile player as well that can go into that inside mid-roll, as you said, that you look, would look at. So, mm. look, there's plenty of options there. Uh, what do you reckon Envision Cat then? Yeah, I don't mind it. I think, like I said, if Hawthorne are interested in uh, Baskerin, then I think Clark would be a really good selection here. Um, but I, I don't mind the idea of Hitball as well. Really strong inside type, as you said. And that sort of pressure might be one of the only things we are sort of missing in the forward group at mm. the moment. So I don't mind it. Um, if for whatever reason, <laughs> Baskaran and Clark are unavailable, uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, Charlie Ryan, another Stingrays girl, Doc, who the Stingrays mm. are going really, really well in this draft pool. Uh, another one who could be considered as a versatile midfielder as well. Um, but I think if she is available, Baskaran, if she is available, Clark, one of those who I think has to still be uh, on the board here, and I would like either one of them. Yeah, well, I, I think you will get one of them, and I think going on process of best available, you'd probably say Baskerin's probably the, the one that's likely to be available mm. still at this pick. So, no, I, I like I like it still because yeah, as you, as we've said, she's a great inside mid, she's a great tackler, she does a lot of things right mm. in terms of being being an inside mid and being able to win possession, being able to. Being able to work, being able to work, you know, both forward and back, you know, in in general play. So uh, it's, a, it's a very good pickup here. The other one, if we want a bolter that I am considering here, Doc, is Charlotte Taylor from the Chargers, who mm. Um, mm. a similar type of that tall midfielder who she loves to drop down to defense as well, which I think would really work rotationally quite well with the squad that we have. Uh, so I don't, I don't mind her as another option uh, if we're really keen on her. Yeah, no, Charlotte Taylor's an interesting one because I think a lot of a lot of uh, experts and pundits are they're, they're saying that she's got a lot of potential and she's already got good strength with her size at one seventy five, uh, and you know a great tackler and has no trouble finding foot finding the ball and being able to sort of gain territory. And I mean, I, I mean, it's not a bad shout. I mean, there's quite a few quite a few good Victorians there. Like I still like Wilcox because I think. You know, if, you, you say you say wing option, but I think she can also go across half back and and sort of sort of the way she uses the ball and the way she picks out decisions reminds me a little bit of Caleb Daniel, being a being a player of similar size and a player of similar skill and and football IQ. Oh, I like that. That's a very very nice comparison there, mm. Doc. Uh, I think a few clubs will be looking their lips hearing that one. Uh, nine and ten though, we've got a couple of Victorian selections to take here with Hawthorne boys. Uh, looking at this list, I think if the Dons don't look at Wilcox, Hawthorne take her here. And I'd like to see them... I think this might be where Hipwell goes, Miller, if there's yeah. anywhere she's going to go. I think Cox and Hipwell would be a great little... Or Wilcox and Hipwell would be a great little combo uh, in these two selections for Hawthorne. Yeah, I think so. I think that those, those things that Hawthorne would definitely look at, as we've already talked about with Hipwell. But, but Wilcox, you know, we haven't talked about much. Very small operator, 158. But I think that... <laughs> What she's done on the the wings has been really good, and I think the the alley knock is maybe making sure she gets back defensively. But her nothing to fault her offensive talent doc is something that is uh, extremely extremely well documented and highly rated coming into this draft. Yeah, absolutely. And as I just as I just said before, Wilcox, you know the way the way she you know watches a play, you know before her very eyes and the way she uses the ball, you know, it does, it does remind me of Caleb Daniel and she, she'll be a very good player. And I think once people overlook that size, you know, 158 centimeters, if you, if you, if you play her 
as a midfielder or you know even on a wing. Mm. I think Hawthorne would Hawthorne would love a, a good wing option that knows that can run forward and back. And I think she's got an excellent I think she's got an excellent tank as well, Riley Wilcox. So I think if you play her on a wing here at Hawthorne, I think you'll get a lot of good entries inside fifty. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as well, you know, I think Brighty Hit will probably be the next best next best option as well for Victoria here. You know, she's a good size, one seventy five centimeters. Can play a variety of roles. You can see her you can see her play as a four I've saw, saw her play as a forward at Sandy. I've seen her play more of a midfielder role as well. Um and she's got really strong hands for her size. So I, I think there's a lot to work with with her. I, I think you know, once you once you once you get a couple of preseasons into her and she works her way into the system, uh, she's she's gonna be a very good player. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, anyone else you think could go with these two picks here, Doc? Um, I'm not quite sure. I, I like the look of Keely Skepper here as well. If if they want to, if they want to find um, you know, a, 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 another clearance specialist or another player that that, that loves to run and mm. be able to utilize utilize that that sort of run either at halfback or on a wing. I think she'd be a good pickup. She won. She won Vic Country's MVP at the championships as well. You know, and named in the back pocket of the uh, the All Australian team as well. So she's a player that can play uh, multiple roles. So uh, that's probably the only one I could probably consider here with this pick. The Saints wouldn't be wanting that, uh, though. I think Doc, because I reckon if <laughs> if she doesn't go to Hawthorne, they'd be definitely she will 100% be a St. Kilda because I tell you what, she's the perfect player that they need. So they'll be hoping <laughs> that Hawthorne doesn't take uh, Keeley, but I think that she's uh, really good. So she could definitely go that early. I mm. think that she's very talented. Oh, 100%. She's probably, I think I just, you know, released my, my top, my top 30. Um, yes. Uh, prospects on the, on the Mungle punt. That's just out. This, that, that just released this morning. Um, I had Keeley Kepper just outside the top 15. Um Ooh. It, it was tough. It was very, very tough. Definitely have a read of that if you want to before tomorrow's draft because Doc always doing great work around the draft over on the punt and the AFLW in general. Um, this is where it gets interesting here. These next three selections, all Sydney. But Sydney have a bit of a dilemma here, Doc, because they've got a couple of open-age signings that they couldn't properly make, so they've got to sign them here. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird one. So, so apparently what's happened here with Sydney is that They've they've announced that Alice Mitchell and Montana Berlton were signed as open A signed, but because they hadn't previously nominated for the draft, they've got to take they've got to take them in the draft with these with with two of these three picks. So mm. you expect them you expect them both will go here at twelve and thirteen. You can pick which one you can. It's a bit of choose your own adventure there. Pick which one <laughs> they go to. It's pick eleven uh, for mine, which which is very interesting because there's a yeah. few good options here. You've got Cynthia Hamilton, who's who is a GWS Academy player, Miller, um, and had a very very good uh, campaign in the um, in the uh, championships uh, both this year and last. I think she was the um, the MVP for the Allies last year, yeah. I believe, and um, as well uh, Zali Goldsworthy, cat a player you've been very high on since the uh, since the start of time this year. Um, <laughs> A very very talented, you know, forward forward midfielder type, and a player that I'm very very big on as well. But yeah. uh, wait, wait, what 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 do you see, Cat? It's very hard because yeah, they've got to give up one of them. Realistically, mm. this is the last pick they've got, so they've got the choice of Goldsworthy, uh, Hamilton, as you mentioned as well, Doc, or the other one as well, who nominated for New South Wales in Fleur Davies. Uh, so they've got to choose one <laughs> of these three with this pick. And the rest of them will go to the Giants, which the Giants are sitting there rubbing their hands together. But it is very, very bad news for the, the Swans. It's interesting because when you look at what they need out mm. of this, I would almost say that the one they could probably let go, and this might be a very controversial statement, yeah. is Goldsworthy. He's the best one. Okay. Davies is a ruck forward. The Swans might want to get a little bit of versatility. We've said their first two picks are midfield this year. Do they need to yep. take basically three or four midfielders in this draft and then leave their tall stocks looking a little bit thinner? Or do they let Goldsworthy go to GWS? Uh, I think she's obviously fantastic. And I think they have to make the decision between Goldsworthy yeah. and Hurley uh, and maybe give up one of those two. Because I really think Davies nominating for New South Wales is fantastic for them. 
Uh, she's obviously yeah. one of the best rucks in this draft pool, and you don't want to let her go. Uh, the Giants will be hoping they can get her, obviously, uh, with McKinnon making her way out. So it's going to be very, very tense, these picks here. They can't get them all. Uh, and I think you've got to drop one of Goldsworthy or Hurley uh, to get Davies. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I, I think, look, we, we know that I think they'll put all their they'll they'll put all their stocks into um into Morfitt as, as their number one ruck. Um, I think I think GWS would benefit Davis a lot more. Um, as as you said, Cat, because they don't have McKinnon and, and Morfitt's just uh just basically stabbed them in the back and joined the uh, the, the enemy. Um, <laughs> look, I'm inclined. I think I think they take Goldsworthy with eleven. I think they stick with with Hurley and um and Ham with their first two picks, and then they take Goldsworthy here because I don't think, in terms of small forwards, you know who's who's really going to stand up. We talked about Dargan and, and Newman being very questionable. Um, AFLW signings in terms of you know what they're able to produce as small forwards and, and, and Brooke Lachlan we don't know exactly what Scott Gowans has in mind whether or not she, whether or not he plays her as a forward or whether or not he plays her as a wing mm. so in terms of what Goldworthy brings she's a, she's already proven to be a, a bona fide match winner and the fact she was named as the, the Allies MVP this year in the championships I think it becomes almost too too hard to ignore and I think you need you know, you need a, a star presence in that forward line. And I think Goldsworthy can provide that. She has proven it all year this year. I don't mind it. So I guess with the Swans then in the ruck, that's Morfitt obviously the number one for the long term with Lexi Hamilton being the, the pinch hitter. Um, I suppose that's that's very serviceable. We know Morfitt's fantastic and has got such high potential. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll get the chance to see how it goes. But... Yeah, I think I don't mind that. <laughs> it would be very, very cruel to the Giants if Davies was taken off the board altogether because God knows they need a ruck right now. I think as well, though, as you see, I think if Sydney are approaching the draft, how they how I think they're going to, they won't just take all midfielders, as you said. So, look, mm. they're gonna. I think it'll be. It's an important bunch of picks because, as you said, you can't have them all. You cannot have them all. I'm sorry, you Sydney. Normal. You can't. <laughs> Yeah, no. Look, I must say, I, I think I think it's a great dilemma to have, though, Cat. And I think you summed it up brilliantly there, because you know they, they've got there's. I think the New South Wales talent pool, you know, given the fact that they've managed to poach, you know, a few players from other states into this pool, it's probably the most the probably the most strong the, the strongest pool I've seen from New South Wales in quite a few yeah. years. Absolutely. Uh, kudos to Sydney for really getting these girls to want to come over. Um, that's You've got to take your hats off to them for the way they've managed to clearly build something without even playing a game yet. Uh, so fantastic work by them. But um, we won't look too much further into the first round here because it starts to get a little bit more complicated and chaotic with 36 selections to take. But there are a couple of teams that we did want to raise a couple of questions on here. West Coast have got 14 and 15. Uh, I think it's pretty cut and dry, Miller, that Ella Roberts is going to be the number one WA selection. As we said before, she's got to be one of the best players in this pool, full stop. Mm. And then with Paris Laurie having just retired, there is a young ruck by the name of Lauren Wackfer who's gained a lot of traction. Uh, it's pretty easy to see those will be pick one and two for West Coast here. Yeah, well, Roberts is a is an undefined star, and you'd say talent-wise... Oh. There's a great debate of whether she is the best player in this draft. So, look, I think that it's in context of being the first West Coast pick at 14 is a steal. Obviously, no one else is going to touch her, so it's all good. But I think that, um, yeah, I think that she's a really, really impressive young player. And I think that what is an underrated facet of her game, I think, Doc, is her marking ability for someone, you know, of her size and her role. She actually plays a lot more above her head, I reckon, than what people would say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, you raised the question whether or not she's the best talent in the country. I think she is. And no, I think so. Bang. I, I think the, when you look at the body of work she's done from as a 15-year-old to now, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, is, it is so clear-cut in the fact that even as a 15-year-old, she's been able to take games by the scruff of the neck. I think she there was a, there was a moment where she won... She won a game off her own back for Peel as a fifteen-year-old a few years ago. So it's just ludicrous. <laughs> it, it, it's it's ridiculous these kids coming through. Um, and and the fact you look at look, back-to-back MVPs for um for WA in the uh, the under eighteen championships this year uh, in the last couple of years, both this year and last, hmm. and averaging you know 
absurd numbers of 23 disposals, you know, nearly six marks a game, Miller, and that was a, a very good point you you raised there about, his, about her marking hands because mm. they're very, very strong. But she's also averaged 1.3 goals per game as well. So the fact that she's able to, you know, win, win her own contested ball on the inside but also, you know, rest up forward and be a strong marking option. She's a good size at 176. Mm. Uh, so, you know, she, I, I think she is... The fact that she can balance her time as a midfield forward and just be so impactful with her disposals, you know, it's why it's why I've got her as the best best talent in the country. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, and and the whack for call, I think I hundred percent agree. She she won't play uh, this this part this next season because of an ACL injury, but given the fact that yes, as you said, Paris Laurie's uh, uh, retired and. You know, basically, you've got a second-year player in Sarah Lacay who's uh, going to have to be taking up the mantle as the number one ruck. Lots of work ahead of her this year, I always tell you what. Uh, I think one, once Wackford becomes, you know, is, is healthy again, she'll 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 slot right back into there and 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 be a great second up, a second up ruck because she's so not not, not only she tall and she athletic and she's athletic, but she's also able to cover ground really really mm. well and she's able to. And she's able to win disposals. She's able to push forward and able to do so much. And uh, I think once once she, once she gets back running, she, uh, she'll be a, a very handy acquisition. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think the last few picks I sort of want to look at in this first round, three very interesting ones. We've got St Kilda, Carlton and the Bulldogs all entering after the initial Victorian expansion selections. Uh, so they've obviously got to deal with the very best of the best being taken already. I'm interested to see what we think boys here. Carlton is one that uh, is very, very interesting, especially because they've obviously lost a lot of talent this offseason. Plenty that needs to be replaced within this group. Uh, I don't really know where to start, honestly, with their list. Um, But I think if (laughs) Hipwell doesn't get taken by Hawthorne, I'd love to see them take her here. Um, Charlie Ryan, as I mentioned as well, she might not get taken by this point. I think she's a very uh, viable option. What do you reckon, Scott, Doc? Cat. Two picks here. Yeah, sorry, Mill. That's a name. Paige Scott. I reckon she's Ooh. a real... I reckon she'd be a really good fit for Carlton. And, but you answer first, Doc, and then I'll... Now, Paige Scott's a good call, Miller, I think. Uh, well, yeah, as, as we said, we've got, we've, I think Carlton are in such a such a difficult spot, but I think they've got to find players that, they, that, that have got to replace the ones that have just walked out the door. And mm-hmm. in terms of midfielders, oh, yeah, look, we've already... <laughs> We've already touched on probably the, the, the better players. Skepper would probably be taken off the board by now by St Kilda if, if Hawthorne haven't already taken her. Um, I like Taylor Gatt a bit. Um, now she didn't. She wasn't in my top thirty. I think she she was just outside because um, I've got I've got the extended board uh, as well in front of me at the moment. But uh, she's just outside. But she's such a terrific runner, and I think she's a great outside player. And given and when you consider the fact that they've lost quite a few. Few of those running types of players, yeah. You know, I, th- I think I think Gat would be a perfect option for, for Carlton. Um, for my... Brooke uh, Plummer, Plummer as well, Doc. Yeah, Brooke Plummer's not a bad option. I think she's sort of she'll sort of hover around the, the later part of the first round for mine. I think she's she's an interesting player. Uh, I didn't get to see a, a, a much of her, but she's she's also she also plays a lot on the outside. Um, mm. Only I think she only averaged about ten disposals in the championship, so. But she's but she's quite a strong runner and quite and quite a good rebounder coming out of coming out of the defensive half. Well, you touched on there. That's what I think Carl would be looking to replace is a bit of a bit of ground coverage, cat, and a bit of a dash and pace. So look, yeah. there's, there's Carl just need to nail this pick though. They really need to make sure that they are sold on it and it's you know that it's going to fit their system because they. <laughs> They wish they probably had Cindy's draft in with all the uh, picks they have, but uh, yeah. Look, well, it's going to be half of them because after those two, they're not in yeah. until pick twenty six in the Victorian pool. So they have, they have to nail it, Kat. They have to nail this pick early, but yeah. yeah so another oh. club that has to nail their pick is St Kilda uh, oh. because they, we know more than anyone they've got a lot wrong with their list at the moment. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of options in this group that I still think could go there. Um, I know I mentioned that she should probably get picked up earlier, but if she doesn't, um, Charlotte Taylor, I would love to see St Kilda pick up here. Doc, we've bemoaned how absolutely thin their defensive line is at this point, and we know she can drop in there, can play in the midfield, another area of need for them too. I think she would be the perfect pick for St Kilda. 
Yeah. Uh, so this is where they first pick at sixteen. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So oh, look, it's an interesting one because we've we've already because we've already said you know how much Skepper would be a great great selection at St Kilda as well, but you know Charlotte Taylor is also a very very good selection as well. So depending on what they sort of need, and I think we've we've all sort of we've all sort of just sat around and, and identified that run from from defence is what they need. Yeah. Um, and look that. That's not a that's not a bad option, uh, especially as a especially as a taller option, as a marking option as well. You know, if if they want to look at sort of rebounding defenders, I I, I wouldn't mind them having a look at Mia Bush either. Yes, I, I think I was going to bring her up, Doc, because you know I love my Rangers girls. Um, yes, she is one that's been so consistent uh, for the past couple of seasons in her underage and this year as well. I think she would be a fantastic selection for them too. Yeah, she would be. And the thing that I really like, Miller, about Bush is not only is she, you know, a terrific terrific running player and able to just, you know, dash out of half back so so easily is the fact that, you know, when the ball's when the ball's an open play, she just attacks. She she's not she doesn't take a backward step. She just goes and just just goes and tries to nail nail girls in in, in tackles and <laughs> I think clubs looking for those sort of mid sized defenders that can really you know, work both ways. It's they're going to be very, very vital going forward, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if if Bush gets taken off the board. You know, around around the fifteen to twenty mark. Yeah, I agree. I think what also really impressed me was she was vice captain at the start of the year. Obviously, Bridget Deed headed off to Hawthorne and played in the VFLW for the rest of the year, and she stepped up, and her game didn't drop off whatsoever. She won the best and fairest this year and last year at the Rangers. So if you're looking at anyone as a, as a defender off the halfback flank, Bush is absolutely the option you want here. I'm yeah. super, super high on her. I'd be so happy to see her get drafted in this first round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other oh, interesting sorry. one, pick 21, Doc, is when your mob enters here. And sort of the last individual yes. pick I want to look at because, as we mentioned, a few Victorian selections already gone. That's pick 10 in the Victorian pool that the doggies will enter at. Um, what do you want to see your mob do here? I'm going to pick up a key forward. Uh, I feel like, look, it, it feels so straightforward, but losing Izzy Huntington and Bonnie Toogood has ruined me. Um, so <laughs> we need, we, so I need to go out and find a new key forward. Um, another player from the Rangers, actually, Kat, that, that I'm really, really mm. hoping that we we have a look at is uh, is Mia Austin. Yes. Um, Stone cold. So uh, uh, <laughs> I, I like a bit. I, what I like about her is the fact that not only does she play a lot of ruck, but she's also very athletic in the fact that she can go forward and and mark the ball and and kick goals. I think she a, a proven goal kicker already um, mm. in, in the in the NAB league. She kicked nine goals in six games uh, this year for for the Rangers and kicked another two goals for Vic Metro in the championships. Uh, well, given the fact that we've got you know both Celine Moody and the Big Show uh, Ed, uh, Edmonds in in there already, uh, I think Austin's a good project prospect yeah. in terms of you know she doesn't have to play right away, but I, I think Edmonds isn't going to be around forever, and I don't think Moody, well, Moody's going to be there probably for the next maybe ten years or so. But I think well, I think I think Edmonds as well and truly earned a spot in the squad. Doc. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I, I agree with that, but I think what does she add? You know, apart from her ruck, her ruck craft. Well, I think you know, we, were pretty, she, we were pretty high on her contested marking at points throughout the year, Miller. And I think, given that yeah. how desperately the dogs need an extra tall forward option, we could see Austin and and the Big Show rotating through the forward line pretty consistently next season. We could see yeah. that, but Doc doesn't want to see that. Really. <laughs> I just worry it becomes too tall if they play all three mm. of them. That, that, that's just that's just my my concern. But yeah, I would uh, say the mobility is quite limited if you go with with those particular three talls. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Austin's quite mobile in the fact that she can she can run. She's got a great leap on her as yeah. well, and and we've and she's average. She averages good good ruck numbers as well. Nineteen hitouts in in the NAB league this year, so. That that's one. If we want to go for someone who's more of a key forward, um, I certainly wouldn't be mad if they took Sophia McCarthy out of Williamstown. Um, having watched a few of their games this year, I think she's great. Uh, she's great for what we're looking for, and yeah. you know, it's, you know, she's got a great leap on her. She's great. She's got good marking hands. She knows how to compete in the air. Like she's not. I don't think she's going to lose out too many. I don't think. I don't think she lost out too many 
too many one on ones, or she got outmarked in 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 contests this year, McCarthy. So mm-hmm. getting her uh, look might be a bit early, um, but I think considering the fact that we are looking for, I think we're looking at more on needs as opposed to best available talent because I think our midfield's very very good, our defensive line's quite good. I think we just need to sort of narrow down on one area, and that's our key forwards. Yeah, I think if, like you were saying uh, later in the season, Doc, if, if you are thinking of playing um, Elsa Brown more throughout the midfield, Laura Elliott's another name that I reckon could be a strong replacement for her defensively. Plays a very sort of similar game for her in that she is a little bit more undersized at 170 for a, for a key, but a beautiful reader of the play. Loves an set mark. Averaged four marks in the NAB League this year. Um, for the Jets. So I think she's another option as well if you're looking to sort of change up the back line a bit. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. I've heard, of, I've heard a bit of traction coming out for uh, for Laura Elliott in the last couple of days and not not definitely not in my top 30, but I think she's a player that will probably, uh, I probably can see going in that in that first half, mm. that, for, that that the, the later sections of the first round. The Dogs actually have a few, few selections, you know, around this area as well, I think. Mm. You know, 21's the first one, but then I think they've got a few others after that. I think they've got 29 and 37, which I think equates to 15 and 20 in the Victorian pool. So, look, depending on who's available, you know, I think looking for key targets is the primary one. And, I, and I look, even look, even if we are looking for ruck depth, I think Mia Austin definitely is a good shout at 21. If yeah. if either Carl, if Carlton doesn't snap her up first, I think she's she could be in danger of, of going there, which, you know... Poor soul has to has to, has, has to has to endure half's uh, nonsensical coaching decisions. But I was, I was about to say real danger. Yes, indeed. If you end up at Carlton, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Look, I, I think I think that was a good chat from you, Cat. Laura Elliott as well. Probably probably a, a decent one if we want to look at trying to push. You know, Elsa as, as a midfielder, or yeah. if we, if we want to try and look at either moving you know Lynchy or or, um, or Izzy Grant into the forward line. Yeah, and 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 work it out internally, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, that that's got to be one we've got to nail. It's it's a, it's a draft we've got to nail, really. I mean, considering the fact we've lost a lot of you know key stocks, it's a big draft for a number of teams here, boys. The Dogs, one hundred percent, St Kilda, Carlton, West Coast, all need to have very very strong drafts here. And I mean, look, we look at the the picks that they have, and there's obviously. Uh, a, a number of picks to work with. Same thing for the Giants. They've got the final eight of the New South Wales ball after Sydney get all those top enders out of the way. So I don't know. It's it's going to be very very telling tomorrow. I think uh, how these clubs are going to track um, for the next few seasons because if they can do well, like you said, Doc, yeah. set up for the future, um, it goes a long way into building something. But similarly, Miller, Victorian teams got to be very very smart here. Yeah, you've got to be smart. Like There is a lot of talent, but in terms of what limitations you're going to have to have, in terms of you're going to have to prioritise, I think, team needs and best available over just, well, what's in front of us. So like, I think it is a very important player's um, draft, particularly for the teams later. Mm. Like, teams at Adelaide, like we've discussed, yes, they don't have you know a great deal of uh, you know position in the draft, but you know, you've got to nail what you've got in the draft. So I think that... Yeah prioritizing and um, making sure you get what is, you know, best from your late picks is key with any draft, yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, as, as, well, as well, Kat, just before, uh, North Melbourne have an interesting hand as well. They've got mm. they've got 28, 39, 51, 52, 55, and a couple of picks in the 90s as well, which probably won't be used. But I just want to see them add to their forward line because it was an absolute <laughs> shambles last year. And now they've lost Daisy Bateman, uh, and I don't, really think it's going to get much better unless they do something fast. Can they draft a new coach with these picks? Because I don't think Croc's the answer. <laughs> oh, they probably wish they could. Um, but I think that 100% it's got to be a forward of any type, whether it be key, a more general medium pressure type, just something to add to that forward line has got to be number one. Uh, any, any other players, boys, that you're, you're keen on, on looking at um, before we uh, before we shove off for another episode? Well, well I just, just want to quickly talk about yeah, Paige Scott. I know you boys uh, said, okay, I think that she's a very, very good forward. I think that she's got a bit of, you know, something, bit of something, bit of bit of creativity, bit of flair around goal that I think is a bit underrated in this draft. And we've talked about there is an interesting sort of crop of small forwards, but I feel like Scott's one that stands out to me. I think that she's really got something that 
um, you know, is different and can be offered. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're in the Victorian pool, um, then you should have a look at her for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. I, there was a game that Paige Scott played in the VFLW and she kicked five goals. I can't remember for, for um for I think it was Geelong and I, I can't remember who who it was that they played against. But she she's a player that I think has got enormous potential to be a, to be a, a a game winning or at least a a very lethal small forward. Yeah, Paige Scott and, and so. very driven as well to, to get better. I think that she you can see what type of work she's done you know, um, to get better and it's paying off because I think that she's a really, she could be a bolter in this draft, boys. I mean, if you're looking for players, you talked about them before, Doc, but I think that if I was to identify one, uh, you know, I like Paige Scott. I think she's got something really exciting to offer a club. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we, we, have, we actually haven't touched on any on many of the Queenslander selections um, this episode, so any, any Queenslanders that are looking and asking, you know, where, where, where our selections are at, apologies. Um, well, no, uh, but- Alana G is the, the top, the top yes. one. Doc. And I, I, mentioned, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've been raving about her for the past few weeks because I think her character is just absolutely fantastic. She's got that, that very strong sort of sense of leadership and she's a great personality as well, which I think is fantastic for the Suns to add in their midfield group. I think she'll be such a no-brainer selection and will be a long-term, really positive addition to that group. She'll get plenty of minutes, Cat, as well, in the midfield this year, which is exciting for her, given, you know, our Port Adelaide is now Port Gold Coast. Um, (laughs) Watching her and Chaz Robottom tear teams apart is going to be very, very, very That's a great call, Cat. Really exciting. And and don't don't forget Stano as well, Cat. Yeah. Stano Stano still exists here. Yep, Stano Um, in there. So some other some other Queenslanders as well to, to keep your eye out as well. Ella Smith, a, a big one from me. Um, I, I think she's a, a player that's already got an established tank and and already very very strong with her upper body. And uh, I think being a being a Brisbane Academy selection, I think she'll more than likely head off there yeah. as a line and average really good really good marking numbers as well. Four, four, nearly four marks a game in the Queensland. In the Queensland seniors this year, Miller, um, yeah. very, very, very good. One, one for the one for the Suns as well. Jasmine Smith is an interesting one. I think she, she's tied to the Suns Academy uh, as well. Average six clearances in the championships this year Jeez. for Queensland. So, I, one to really look out for. Probably, it's going to be hard for her to get to get a spot in. You know, as we as we've mentioned, you know, you got G, you've got Stano, you got Chaz Robottom in there, and there's probably and there's a few others that. That I, I I can't think of off the top of my head at the moment. But Still got Dreno she... in there too, Doc. Don't forget. Yes. Oh yes, Dreno. How, how, how do we forget Dreno? But <laughs> she, a, a player that's able to win clearances that consistently for mine, and a very good tackler as well. Average eight point three in this in the um the Queensland seniors uh, this year as well. Um, I'm I'm very I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where she lands and and what she can add to the, to the Sun side. Yep. Yeah, I think the only other thing I want to see the Suns go after is obviously Perko leaving is a big loss. They've still got the Bahana Express there, which we love, but uh, she definitely needs a partner uh, to go alongside her. So maybe if they look in, in the draft pool for another tall forward type, uh, it doesn't seem like there are too many others wow. coming out of Queensland. They also would have loved to have Fleur Davies available, I think. Um, for their pool, but unfortunately, I think everybody in the happen. draft cat would like that. The, yeah, the she's <laughs> she's a high high in demand prospect here. She, she would um, be. She's a bloody gun. Yeah, yeah. Cool, and and also it's worth mentioning as well. Claire Ransom, the best Tasmanian talent yes, in the pool, yes. has nominated as nominated for the Queensland pool. So may, maybe the maybe the Suns take her with her first sons. pick. The mighty Suns, and geez, what a prospect that would be. Um, What's Brisbane's first selection, Doc? Do you? Um. I don't think it's an early one. Okay. A lot of the um, a lot of the higher end teams, you know, your Brisbane's, your Adelaide's, they yeah. don't they don't enter the draft until later. They do not um, have so, the first three under the lines. Yeah, yeah so so Brisbane's first pick is uh, forty one, and they've okay. got four okay. selections. Okay. So, right. So, just, uh, just interesting think, to note, boys. Uh, sorry, yeah. but um, Sarah Black has released her Fanta draft last night, and. Much like I was saying, uh, she's had the Swans let go of Goldsworthy to drop to the Giants, which is very very interesting. Great minds in your life. Yeah, well, geez, maybe you two should bandy up together and uh, you know have have a word tonight, Cat. You're you're (laughs) off to the you're off to you're off to the draft on Wednesday night, aren't you? I am. I am. Should be very very good viewing. I'm keen to have a chat to some of the the young draft prospects, and we love it. 
say, Monty Ham, how much rent are you going to be paying for your bloody <laughs> God knows how much in Sydney? <laughs> Got 5K um, on your first month up there. <laughs> also as well, um, the, the, the player I forgot to mention before, uh, Matty Brazendale, another Tassie prospect, um, nominated for New South Wales. So um, that that's a... I think could be a very underrated pickup that one. It's a good um, year for the Tassie pool boys. I was high on Ransom last year, and she was already one of the best Tassie prospects before even being available to be drafted. So, I think they've got a good chance of getting a few across the country this year. The Devils. Yeah, there's a, there's a few good Tassie players. I mean, there was um I think there was uh, uh, Belbin as well. I, mm. um, I think it was, yeah, Can- Candice Belbin and. And Megan Gaffney as well, um, very, very draftable, according to um, Kevin Sheehan. But, you know, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> oh, we love Shifter. Um, well, I think, I don't know if there's anything else we were looking on mentioning, boys, but I think we've covered that draft pretty comprehensively it. here in the lead-up to tomorrow night. Uh, I'm very excited. Like I said, a few dons to be taken, a few very, very big selections here, boys, that... Who knows how they're going to go, but uh, I'm keen to see these lists get finalised ahead of Season 7. We've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's a massive draft. Just one, just one more thing before we before we knock off. I, I we mentioned key defenders report Miller. Yes, there's one, there's one that I've got in my top thirty that I think has to has to go to Port. Yeah, and and her name's Emily Borg, and, yes. I, and I think the what she 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 I think when you when you look at when you narrow it down to like the best key defenders, she's she's up there as probably one of the top three. Yeah, and and and. She was named in both the Sandville W team of the year, the uh, the under 18s national team of the year, uh, locked a lockdown first key defender. So she's not one of those you know Dylan Grimes types where she sort of flies in and takes intercept marks, or mm. or a James Sisley types where she takes off uh, Aaron Norton's headband and uh, <laughs> tries to have a fo- tries to have a punch on. But no, she's she's a great she she she's got a good strength. She's got good body, mm. and um and the fact that she can. She's good aerially in terms of being able to kill contests or, or sort of taking to set marks, you know, being able to be in the front spot. She'd, she'd benefit in a side like Port Adelaide. I yeah, think. 100%. And I think the system would, would definitely give her massive confidence stock than anything, I think. And she'd be a great fit. And again, as we talked about with Port, they probably would be definitely looking at, at key defenders. So, look, I think that oh, this draft is very exciting, guys. Very, mm-hmm. very exciting. We've got some great players everywhere. From every state, even Tassie, uh, and uh, tell you what, it's it's uh, it's very very big night tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, uh, just just before we go, Miller, mm-hmm. Richmond don't enter the draft until the second round. They've got pick thirty eight. We we talked about what Cat's team needs, what my team needs. What does your team need? Look, I think another small forward can hurt, or another key forward. I think we saw last year that uh, it's Brennan take on the world down there, and with uh, Bernardi finally getting the uh, chop by the lumberjack yard, so we are definitely looking for, I'd say, another key forward. As Kat said, though, there's not a whole lot going on in the draft. Um, I think the, the addition of, in terms of smalls, the addition of Steph Williams, I think, was a good one, uh, yeah. and I think she'll probably play. If not super early on, I think she'll get some games throughout the oh, year. I, th- I think she'll play round one. I hope she does. Yeah, uh, Taylor's still think... retiring as well. So I think you're on there, Miller. A couple of forwards could be good to look at uh, for the group. So I think your midfield's looking very, very nice. And don't yeah. don't forget that Ellie McKenzie only played a handful of games last year. She'll be lining up uh, through the middle and on the half-forward line oh, once again. Uh, absolutely correct. I, I, yeah, I just think if you look at the avenues to goals, yeah, we saw last year that that was a big struggle. And I feel like... I don't know why, but we made no real effort to bloody improve that either. So, because I agree, I think the midfield's nice. We had some really good, you know, defenders last year, um, you know, and I think that we've done a little bit of a restructure, which has been good. But yeah, I think a key forward would be nice, but I, I, I'm not sure what would be available that late that could make, you know, a lot of difference. I think, I think if, and uh, I'm sorry to bring up the Sandy prospect again, but if Keely Coyne is available. Okay. Take her, all right. Because she, she played, she's played a, a fair bit of footy as as a small forward type. She's one sixty two, yeah. Um, but she's also, but you know, she spent a lot of lot of this year playing as a midfielder. But as a small forward last year, I thought she was very, very uh, dangerous. Okay. I'll say. Love um, that. but yeah, so that, that's one. That's one to uh, keep your eye out. Very, very good pressure forward. Okay, I, 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 I reckon she'd make. I'll have a look. 
Big night for Ty. Big night for everyone tomorrow night, boys. I cannot wait. But I think, with all that said, that is going to be all from us on this week's episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Make sure you follow along on our socials so you know when new episodes are out. A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter. And we have our email, a3footy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts after the draft, how you thought your team did. Because, uh, obviously, we'll be breaking it all down, as we always love to do post-draft, taking a look at every team's draft hand and how they went. I can't wait, boys. I'm sure there's going to be some stinkers, as there always are, <laughs> and some teams that just absolutely fly. Uh, is, is this is this your uh, your subtle way of saying we're going to bring back the draft rankings? It, 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 it always gets some tra- it always gets some traction with the men's, I reckon. Yeah, right. no, got it. We surely have to get the draft rankings in for this draft because it's a very very vital one. Like we said, for Let's the future of a few of these Let's teams. Oh yes, all right. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week for that one. And make sure you follow along for the men's episode this week as well because, of course, that season is heating up to some huge results over the weekend. So give that one a listen as well. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Stay tuned. Huge draft ahead. Hope your team gets what they want. Go Dons. <laughs> <laughs>